Hi everyone and welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing. It has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie Breen, nutritional therapist, and today I'm so excited to be joined by Anna Marsh. Anna is a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach. She has a long list of qualifications and personal experiences which really enabled her to help hundreds of women over the years take back their power and create a healthy body, happy heart and healthy mind. I describe Anna as having the whole package because her approach is a true sense of holistic health. She is hugely passionate about helping women to step into their flow and speaks with such knowledge and intention from a place of her heart. So I'm so excited to speak to her today about a subject that's so relevant to all of us as mums and mums-to-be, identity. But to begin with, welcome Anna. Thank you for giving your time to me today. No, it's, I'm so um, excited to be here. I, I love talking about what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. So I'm really just looking forward to talking with you and, and sharing whatever it is that, that comes up today. Oh, thank you so much. And, and like a lot of us that get into health, there's, there's usually some kind of personal story behind that. And I just wondered, I know your initial motivator was your own personal health. So I just wondered if we could start by you telling us a little bit more about you and how you got to where you are today with your health journey and everything, all the amazing stuff that you do. Yeah. So whenever people ask me this question, I'm always like, how long have you got? (laughs) Because it's quite a long story potentially to tell, but I will, I'll try to hit the key points, I guess, and, and not get too long winded about the whole thing. But my health journey actually started when I was really young. Um, when I was nine years old, um, I remember it was a Sunday evening. I was sitting at the dining room table doing my homework, and all of a sudden, I just lay down on the floor and was just struck by this overwhelming fatigue. And um, I ended up taking time off of school because I just didn't have energy to, to function like a, a normal child 
would need to function. And we saw various doctors and specialists, so nobody really knew what was going on with me. And um, the only advice I was given at the time, nutritionally, was to eat a high carbohydrate diet to um, keep my energy levels up. And you and I know what that can potentially do <laughs> to, to one's health. And I think in the course of about, um, I want to say about three months, I gained two stone, which, which for a nine-year-old child is quite significant. And all of a sudden I hit puberty at nine years old and I was in this like women's body that I was not yet ready to be in yet. So I think for me initially, my, my interest in health was very much around like weight and weight loss and this idea of, you know, body image and not wanting to be in the body that you're in. And so from that point forward, I had a huge interest in, um, in health and nutrition and I used to buy all the health magazines and read them cover to cover and try all the ridiculous diets that were in the magazines um, and that's sort of where my journey took me and um, as it turned out my parents actually both worked for the university in my hometown in South Africa and I did want to study nutrition but nutrition wasn't an option at that university so I did the next best thing which was I took a um, degree in human kinetics and ergonomics and biochemistry to kind of give me those foundations in, in human health and how the body works um, for further study if I wanted to still do nutrition. And when I got to the end of that degree, I still did. And I found this degree in nutritional therapy in the UK. And I just knew, you know, when you just know something is for you. And I read through the course description and I was like, yes, this is what I have wanted to study my entire life. So I was young and I was naive and I just packed up my bags, moved to London um, to do this degree. And I decided I would work as a personal trainer, having the background in the whole fitness side of things to sort of pay my way as I was studying. And so that was the sort of next big health challenge which I faced is because I fast forwarded into this like hectic, busy city life, different country, different continent, different hemisphere, different culture, everything was different. And it was really, really overwhelming for my body. And I started to, again, be affected by fatigue. I started to experience hormonal imbalances. I suspected at the time that I had endometriosis because I identified with a lot of the symptoms. I had IBS, I had a foggy brain, I had kind of that whole collection of symptoms that you and I would class as symptoms of inflammation. And um, I started to work a little bit on my digestive health and when I did that, things improved, but they still weren't as well as what they could be. And so eventually I went back home to South Africa Christmas time. I saw a gynecologist there. He recommended I have a laparoscopy, had the laparoscopy. It was clear there was no endometriosis, which is obviously a gift because having worked with so many women with endometriosis, it can be a really, really awful condition to have to live with. But that was great, but I still didn't know why I felt the way that I felt. And, um, so I guess I just started to go on what I call this journey of self-healing or this journey of self-love. And it wasn't like a magic bullet. It wasn't something that I fixed in six months or even a year. I mean, this, this was 10 years ago now. And I really feel like this journey has been ongoing over the past 10 years, really, as I've um, deepened this connection with myself, 
done more of the inner work and more inner healing, more connection to my body, developing better practices of self-care, developing better practices of self-love to kind of, you know, create healing in myself. But as I've been on this journey, I've been pulling all my clients along with me as well. Um, and, And kind of just going down this rabbit hole of personal development, personal healing and health. I love that. And I totally get it. And I find it quite addictive when you get into it, this whole journey, this evolving process of finding out about you and who you are. Um, and I think that's a huge kind of, as we get into talk about identity and the transition into motherhood, I personally found that I needed to educate myself about who I was as a person. Um, and I didn't really know who that person was. And when you become a mum, you're kind of forced to face your fears and your vulnerabilities. And something that I, I wrote in my blog is I felt like all of my vulnerabilities I, as I had as a woman were suddenly when I became a mum, just put on stage for the whole world to see. I just felt like it was broadcasted and people could see through me. And in my head I felt that I needed to be strong and be this like role model and be able to manage everything and be there for Bonnie um and it was just a a huge shock really so I was almost forced to look within and start discovering more about me which became has become and still is very exciting but I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about that identity um that you work with so many women and why it's so important for actually achieving the goals that we set ourselves yeah so anybody who's probably been following me on social media for a while would probably have heard me say when we set a goal it's not about achieving the goal it's about who we become and how we change as a person and in order for us to achieve something different or or have a different experience of life we have to become someone different. And this is why so many people will strive forward to achieve something. And I'll use a weight loss example, but this happens in in all sort of spheres of life. But weight loss is just a really classic, tangible one is, you know, women who yo-yo diet, they, they lose some weight and then they put it all back on again. And then they lose some weight and they put it all back on again. The reason why that happens is because they're changing behaviors before they've changed their identity. And the identity is one of the strongest forces of the human nervous system. And if we're out of congruence with our identity, we will unconsciously sabotage sabotage ourselves so that our behaviors align with what we believe about ourselves. So if we don't know what we believe about ourselves, what our values are, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, all these things that make up our identity, and then we just blindly slap on behaviors that we think will be helpful and are and the two aren't aligned we're never going to we're never going to let those behaviors actually stick because it will only be a matter of time until we go hang on i'm doing all these things but this isn't me and then we go back to whatever we were doing before so the work that i do with my clients is to help them to get clear on who they are now and who needs to show up, what I refer to as the higher self. So who's the higher self that needs to show up so that they can be and embody what they really want in their life. And then we can bridge the gap. 
Amazing. And yeah, definitely. I, I felt for a long time, and I know that other mums feel the same, that you're kind of stuck in this survival mode and that your energy is just drained and it's low. And there's this, there's a huge amount of fear, but fear to be able to just show up and have the energy to play and be a mum and, and do, you know, do the things that you need to do to get through the day. Um, and one thing I it comes back to me is your podcast that you did on Kombucha and Colour, where you talked about, I think, the, the seven personalities of the unconscious mind. And for me, that was just, that made so much sense because the basic need, which is, I'll let you talk about it, but I felt that I was stuck in that survival mode <clears throat> where I was just trying to get through the day and get food and keep Bonnie safe and well. And it was really hard to move up to the levels that perhaps we need to be in to achieve um, the greater goals or the things that are really going to fulfill us as well as being a mum, but us, ourselves as us, as us, if that makes sense. And I just wondered if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I will definitely touch on that. But before I do, what I also wanted to mention is that we all have these six human needs. And this is something that Tony Robbins teaches, which is um, we all have the needs for certainty, love and connection, significance, variety, growth and contribution. And so in life, everything that we're doing is trying to meet these needs. But sometimes what we're doing is we're meeting these needs that in ways that um, aren't really serving us. And so when we're looking at these different personalities of the unconscious mind, what makes, what makes the whole process very confusing is we've got these eight different personalities of our unconscious brain. And our unconscious brain is the goal getter. Our conscious brain sets the goals. We're like, I want to be the perfect mom and be playful and still have an awesome business and do all these things. Um, but the unconscious mind is like, uh, uh, we're going to do it this way. And then, and then this creates a lot of internal conflict inside of ourselves because we're starting to make parts of us wrong. We're like, I wanted this, but I'm doing that. I'm such a bad person. I'm such a bad mom. And then the mom guilt probably kicks in. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got these eight different personalities which are unconsciously driving us. And so these eight personalities include, I'll just go through them, what I call bottom to top. And the reason why I say bottom to top is because we have to evolve through them. We can't necessarily jump ahead. So we've got the survival personality, which is this part of you that just needs like the basic, it just needs, you know, your heart to be beating and for you to stay alive. And it's, that's primary, um, you know, the primary drivers is to keep you alive. And that survival part of you has the need for love and connection, certainty, growth, contribution, variety, and significance. So it's trying to meet all of those needs. Then we go into the next part, which is the um, tribal part. So that's the part of you that really needs other people. So that's almost what I say to my clients is that's your like immediate family um, unit. And that part of you is also trying to meet its needs for love and connection, growth, contribution, certainty, variety, and significance. But sometimes those needs are in conflict with one another, which creates a problem. Then we go into the next level, which is the ego, which is about me, 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 me. Then we go into the rules-based part, which is the part that likes to follow the rules and likes to do things a certain way. And then we've got the achiever, which is the part that the part who wants to be the good mum, who wants to go out and have the successful business at the same time and be filled up through achievement. 
Then we have contribution, which is giving, but not to that immediate family unit that we often see in the tribal part, but to, to something bigger than us. Then we have achieve to contribute where the achiever and the, contribute, the contributor unite to really give back on a bigger scale. And then we have oneness, which is this just, I kind of think of oneness as you're embodied through people like Nelson Mandela or Mother Teresa, those like incredible people who kind of just rise above but embody all of the, the other levels. So we've got all these different unconscious personalities who are all trying to meet their needs. And I often describe this as managing a team. So if you think of if you were to bring these eight different personalities into a room with you and maybe there's a round table and you will sit down at this round table and everybody's arguing what they want and how they want to meet those needs, then it's a little bit difficult unless we can get everybody on the same page. It's very difficult to move forward. So when you're in the survival mode, and your primary thinking is just like, what do I need to do each day to survive? You may be not acknowledging the bigger thinking of the other levels because sometimes we need to go tribal and ask for help and support from other people, which maybe we don't need to do. Sometimes we need to let the ego shine and just be a little bit selfish. Sometimes we just need structures, systems, rules. We need to get into routine. We need to apply a little bit of discipline. That's the rules-based part. Sometimes we need to get that fulfillment from doing something which is enabling us to achieve. And then maybe we want to be giving back and then we climb up those levels. So it's acknowledging that all of these, all of these parts are parts of us. And it's not about one part dominating over the other, but it's about... Um, getting wholeness and integration so that we're leading, we're leading from that place of wholeness instead of just letting survival, you know, drive the bus because survival is going to just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going because all it needs to do is survive. Yeah. I love the way you describe that. It makes so much sense. And the fact that there's not parts of us that are wrong or right, you know, we just have to acknowledge the different parts and it really is, um, introspection isn't it self-awareness it's turning within I think I, I probably heard it from you but your internal reality reflects your external reality and for you know you can feel like your environment is dominating you and you're being controlled by your environment and all these different demands and stresses that come in and I think in the midst of that you can forget yourself and we have to be well health has to be a priority in order to show up for our kids with energy, but also, you know, model it to them and prioritize their health as well. Um, I absolutely love that. And I think also something that I found useful that you've talked about before is when you're in a place of fear, fear requires action. You need to move forward. Um, and something that I used to say to Dan is that I have all these ideas and I was stepping out of my kind of career, Annie, into mother, Annie, which was the complete unknown but I felt like I had my hands behind my back because I didn't have the time or the space to be able to move those forward. And what would you say for people that feel quite stuck about just creating some space or looking within or trying to like figure out which part of those personalities should they focus on or yeah, take, take small steps really. What would you say for people that feel quite stuck and lost? 
Yeah, so it's, I would say it's quite complex and, you know, different people will probably have different experiences and different um, people will, um, uh, you know, maybe benefit from different approaches. But um, one of the things that, one of the things that I started to explore as I've been on this journey is energy work. And I know, I think you shared, perhaps it was in your blog that you said you worked with Colleen, who is an energy healer in South Africa that I think um, you had also come across on our show or, yeah. or through our connection on social media. And um, I actually worked with her myself and I went to South Africa and I did my Reiki training with her and I got very interested in the chakra system. And so for those people who don't know, there's um, the chakra system is, it's a yogic, I guess, philosophy, or it's a yogic system where there are these energy centers that run up the central spinal column of the body. So um, in yogic philosophy, we believe that we have these nadis, which are basically, we've got, I think, 72,000 nadis in our body, which are just energy channels. But we have one main and significant one, which is our shashimna nadi. And at these various points on the shashimna nadi, we find these, um, these concentrated sources of energies, which are basically just discs or wheels of energy, which are known as the chakras. And we have seven of them. And what is interesting is that there's a huge overlap between the, the concept of each of these chakras and the personalities of the unconscious mind. Um, it's not exact. There's a little bit of like, okay, that doesn't quite fit here. That doesn't quite fit here. But the concepts are very similar. But um, if we think of these disks of energy as what's essentially happening is we have a downward energy current, which is um, running from the crown chakra, which is at the base of our, at the, the top of the head, all the way down to the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine, which is associated with our survival needs. So there we've got that unconscious personality overlap there. But we also have an upward current and an upward current runs from survival to um to the crown chakra at the top of the head and so there's a really great book which is eastern body western mind by anadea judith and she talks about these currents as being the downward current as a manifesting current so it's how do we take thoughts and visions and dreams and desires and creation and bring them into reality and then the upward current is the current of freedom or the current of liberation which is about letting go and so sometimes when we're stuck in survival mode and we're finding ourselves in fear, it's usually about attachment. And attachment is what we would call the shadow of the crown chakra. So it's um, what sometimes stops us really connecting with that, that energy or that part of ourselves. So, and this has been my ex personal experience is that sometimes we get so attached to what we think we should be doing or how things should be or what things should look like that we have to learn to let go. We have to let, learn to let go of what we think should happen or what we think should be because very often when we're holding on to things, those things are, we're just putting things in our own way or maybe to use your example, you're tying your own hands behind your back because you're, you can't let go of your preconceived idea about how things should be. Yeah. That's beautiful. It makes so much sense as well. I um, totally, totally have, have felt that. And, and the visualization thing, that is where I'm at at the moment. Like 
I found that if you focus on all the things that you don't have or the survival or that, you know, the things that you think you should have, you put your attention there, you put your energy there and energy essentially is everything. And then you get more of that. And that's quite mm. a hard concept. That's taken me time to like figure that out because I've known these principles and I've read all the, listened to the Joe Dispenza stuff and it all makes sense. But I think to actually put it into practice in your environment and it's taking mm. responsibility, isn't it? That it's not about blame. It's not about shame, but it's like, what can I do to shift my own sort of emotional state so that I can become the person to achieve whatever it is that's going to fulfill me? And I think then what I found is that then things start to come your way. So I don't really know what that is. Obviously I've got things that I really enjoy doing, but it's becoming more apparent. There's no way that I thought I'd be doing this five, six, seven years ago. Like I, when I started college, hormones, women's health, like I don't think I even attended that lecture because it wasn't my thing. And it's grown with me through having Bonnie. It's a process that I've really surrendered to and honored and um, listened to in a way and let happen. And now it's just amazing. And it's bringing so much um, energy and joy um, into my life. And I think, yeah, that's just that makes so much sense. It's lovely. And also when you talk about the chakras, um, for a lot of women, I think we, if we've like been career driven and we're really confident in that environment, it's hard to step out of that into motherhood. And maybe sometimes we just feel like we don't have a voice so much or we can't speak our truth because we don't really know who we are. And for me, that process with the chakra, I used to hold stress in my throat when I felt really stressed and run down, it would be in my throat and I sometimes actually lose my voice. And now I feel like I've got more of a voice because I'm being able to speak my truth a bit more and I'm more certain in myself. So it really is looking in and understanding some of these personalities and processes and bringing it all together. That's been so powerful and helpful. And I just wondered whether you could touch on a few um, with mums in mind and that identity shift, a few interventions and things that you um, recommend to your clients to help with this sort of identity puzzle and um, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's probably been a lot of things that we've, we've kind of touched on just naturally through this discussion. And I think the first thing is that idea of getting clear on what you want, because this is where I think a lot of women struggle and find it difficult because they don't know what they want. So it's easy to focus on what they don't like or they don't want and then energetically attract more of the same. So I think the first thing is clarity. And I'm sure when you haven't slept and your baby is crying and you feel overwhelmed, clarity is, you know, it's not necessarily going to come naturally, but it's something to move towards. And on that note, I would say the next thing is um, don't overcommit yourself because when we overcommit ourselves, then we constantly set ourselves up for failure. We constantly feel like we're, we're not getting what we need to do done. There's time scarcity, there's energy scarcity. Um, and that just puts us more into a state of stress and fear. And then we attach and hold on and struggle to let go. So, um, one of the biggest like sort of blanket pieces of advice that we give is just take it one step at a time. And our psychology is so closely linked to our physiology that you kind of do want to make sure you are meeting some of those basic physiological needs. And so you've talked 
quite a bit through your blog um, about sleep and, you know, how to kind of just get as much as you can. It's not about being perfect, but how can you really create routines and habits and behaviors that will optimize sleep in the circumstances that you're in? For me, that would always be the first one because I'm just like you. I totally need my sleep. Otherwise, I'm just a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say start with sleep because once once you're getting a, a routine around sleep where you're able to do your best, you'll naturally find it's easier to eat better. Because we know when we haven't slept well, we want to reach for the coffee and the sugar and the easy fixes and um, all of that stuff is not going to be fueling our body and making us energetically feel good. So once we're once we're sleeping well and then we're um, we're eating better and we're drinking enough water and hydrating, then that helps us to start to get more clear on maybe some of the bigger picture stuff in terms of where am I going? Who do I want to be? How do I want my life to look? Where am I going to get my fulfillment from? And all those other pieces of the puzzle. Oh, that's lovely. That's so helpful. And I just want to add on to the sleep thing that with all my kind of visualization and that I've been doing recently and focusing on more of what I want, that's actually raised my vibration and energy through like cultivating joy. So in the day, I feel lighter and happier. And even though I've not always got the sleep if Bonnie's been coming in and I've been disrupted, because I'm focusing on the good stuff, I don't feel like I'm dragging that emotional weight that anchor around and um that's been yeah exactly what you've been saying as well like if you can increase your energy just with music and joyful things and company that you like to keep as well that can kind of almost take the take the focus away from the sleep because for mums that can be like a word (laughs) don't mention but if we can do more in the day to help that parasympathetic that yeah that kind of um energy then that's amazing thank you so much is there anything that you want to share any amazing wisdom from your yoga training or could you tell us a bit about what you've got on at the moment I think maybe when this goes out your grounded goddess program might have started but if you could just tell us about what you're doing and where we can find you that would be amazing yeah, so there's lots on the go at the moment. I do have my next round of my Grounded Goddess group program, which starts on the 1st of April. So I'm not sure when the exact dates of this will be, but um, you know, there's opportunity for um, to enroll in that, which is essentially a 16-week group program where I take all my personal development mindset tools and I overlap them with the chakra system and I basically guide my clients through a 16-week process of self discovery and with that there is um also i'm going to be adding since i recently completed my yoga teacher training there'll be yoga flows some nice breathing exercises just some nice yummy things to help people relax and connect with their bodies and make them feel good um other than that i also do one-on-one coaching for people who want a little bit more of an intimate experience and um an experience which is maybe personalized to them and with that then i include more of the functional medicine side of things and then also we've got a podcast myself and Shay Dyer um indie not that she's indie yoga life on instagram but our podcast is kombucha and color and people can find you on there as well annie because we've done an interview with you in the past um yeah but i'm sure you'll probably pop um bits and bobs in the show notes but i'm also anna underscore marsh underscore nutrition on instagram anna marsh on facebook and um yeah that's me 
Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for your time. And I just want to say that I really do. I follow everything that you do. It has such an impact on me and you speak with such intention. I think when I listen to every episode of your podcast, I just hang on every word because it's, it means so much and I'm just so grateful. And I'm sure that everyone listening to this will find this um, so useful. So thank you again for your time and um, yeah. Bye. My pleasure. Thanks, Sally. Thank you. Ah, oh, thank you, Anna. Another great episode and Thank you everyone for listening. If you would like to find out more about Anna or get in touch with her, I have put a link to her website and her social media platforms in the show notes. And if you enjoyed the show, please let me know. It's always fab to hear from you. And if you're feeling super inspired, please leave a review. I have a community for mums on Facebook called the BU Mum Community. I set this group up for women on their motherhood journeys to get inspired, informed and empowered to reconnect with your health at a mind, body, heart and spirit level. So please do come along and join to continue the conversation, spread the love and share your magic. Have a great week. I will be back next week with another episode for the BU Mum podcast.